Hello and welcome to Illochat, a place where two friends who are illustrators talk about the world of professional illustration. I am Olga. And I'm Sunny. And we're both children's book illustrators. Join us in our journey while we share what has and hasn't worked for us as we navigate this creative industry. Uh, today we have a super special, for me, very, very, very special an interview with John Sanford. He is my friend, my mentor. Um, if you go back to the episode with the 15 seconds of uh, bravery, this is the person I was talking about. Uh, John is has done it all. She, he's an illustrator. He was an art director for Cricket Magazine. He has been an author illustrator. Uh, his his work is amazing, but more than anything, he is the most humble, gentle person. Super encouraging. It is always a joy to talk to him or to talk with him. Um, so yeah, that's who we have today, John Sanford. Uh, he is, uh, and his latest book is uh, Brindle Fox, coming out in August twenty second. He also is the author of Oakley, author and illustrator of Oakley. His illustrations are just gorgeous. Yeah, they're beautiful. Oh my gosh, breathtaking. Yeah, so that's what we have today. But I was telling her, wait until you meet him because he is the most generous and kind person that I have ever met. And even though you have all this experience, all these books, you've been an art director, you've been everywhere. You're like, you're an artist and you love to talk shop. <laughs> and I love that. Oh, oh yeah. I, I see myself as a uh, cheerleader for this business. And I I think that there's there's lots of room for everybody and how everyone tells a story. And uh, if somebody brings something really different from another from another world, there should be room for them. Uh, you know, it, it all takes work, but um, I, I think there's room for all the different wrinkles and different ways of storytelling. That's the fun of it. That is so true. That, um, I, I don't know if you have listened to all the episodes, but there's one episode where I talk about the 15 seconds of bravery. And that is my story of how I met you because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was I'm, I'm very anxious and I went to the conference where I met you and you stood next to me and I, re I, I, I felt the presence sitting next and you know, standing next to me. And now I'm, I'm one of these people that just kind of like blends in the background and try to be like a flower on the wall. <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to turn around and say hello. And I turned around and I said, hello. And I asked you. Are you an artist or a, you know an, an author or an illustrator? And you said both. And I didn't know that you were the person I was there to see. I had actually signed up for a critique with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said like I. And after after I, I, we met, you have become my mentor. You have become my friend. And like you said, the greatest cheerleader and. I am very grateful because you believed in my work before I could even believe in that. I'm like, I could possibly do this. So 15 seconds of bravery can change your life. <laughs> now that's a, is that a, a meme? Is that something that exists? Cause I've never heard that before, but I think it's pretty true. I think there is something to it that you only need to be brave for 15 seconds but it is true. It only took 15 seconds to make the decision to turn around and say hi to someone. Well, that's that's great. And you have uh, excellent taste. 
<laughs> and some sort of Olga radar. So. I think so. I just felt like this is the first thing you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I'm I'm glad for that that uh, bravery there. Yes, thank you. Um, um, so Sunny missed meeting you because she didn't go to that conference. But after that, you even encouraged us to to make a critique group and sort of like you like to guide artists. Um, well, be a mentor. It, uh, I've found that those conferences are valuable because uh, there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, artists, I think, just naturally are uh, stay in the background, uh, you know, for for many reasons. And um, uh, I I think we talked about Raheli Jamapur Bell. I met her the same way at the end of a conference because she didn't, she never came forward and she was the last one there. And I, I, and so there was no one else to talk to. And we talked and she showed me her stuff and, you know, the, the same thing. She, she uh, did work for our, when I was working at the magazines and uh, she just, you know, blew the issues apart she just did so much to um, make these stories special and you know it was the first time she'd been published in the states mm -hmm. and uh from there she took these things and and found an agent and she's just blasted off she has books coming out all the time and um but the thing is you you never know uh who who is in the room and who has these uh, crazy ideas uh, and that's the fun of it uh, to see what happens and if you can if you can help in any little way you know point somebody that direction that's easy enough and uh, I and I hope everybody else just passes it along uh, absolutely we, yeah. we're all encouraged by uh, someone along the way and that's that's important Yes, I, I I agree with that. It, it uh, we do say is like you can't do this alone. You need you need someone at least at least someone to believe in you and like you said, guide you and just point you in the right direction. And you've been there. You've done it all. You have done. Um, you have been on both sides, on all sides. Now, you have been an art director, an illustrator. I should say in that order, right? An illustrator, an art director, and now an author illustrator. So you have been the gatekeeper and on the other side. <laughs> um, do you want to talk a little bit about your time in Cricket Magazine? Uh, because we, since we have illustrators, it's sort of like we would love to hear how you made the decisions and who to hire or what, what in a portfolio kind of would stop you and say, this is the person I want to hire. Um, well, uh... I'd say it sort of depended on the story. And we had some wildly different stories there among the magazines. And there are some people that um, that might fit a story. And then there's other people who might be so different that you'd never think they'd be right for this story. But it's a bit of a chemistry uh, to put people together with these, uh, with the magazines, with the stories. And the stories at Cricket could be, uh, Cricket 
uh, media group. That's the the title for the the place. Um, the magazines are either literature, like Cricket Magazine and Ladybug, or they're science for kids. And um, and so it kind of breaks that way. There are some people that that are better with dreamier uh, conceptual things for lit literature. And then um, for the science, you have to be pretty clear with nonfiction stuff, unless you get a playful article, and uh, that that can be fun. You can you can find someone to uh, run with things. But uh, my, my point of view comes from uh, art directors that I'd worked with. Uh, well, for many years for many decades and the way that they would assign stories uh, well they they'd have to get to know you to know what your capabilities are and your your range um but really the um the the component of finished art and style was less important to these guys than uh than concept and how you thought about things Oh. And so they would give a story and they tell tell me and others how much room is available and uh, where the flexibility was. You can do two half pages or maybe a, a spread that goes across the top of the spread. Um, and uh, and we need pencils in a week. And no further directions, nothing nothing spelled out because they respected us as storytellers mm. and that you might find a unique way of uh, telling this story that's than, than what was in their head now uh, i i have to say in my uh 16 years there i was only disappointed uh, twice out of, you know, I'd say maybe 150 different stories. Everybody came through. Everybody nailed it and surprised me and made me look smarter than I was because they brought their their point of view and they surprised me uh, because I can't think like somebody else. I can yeah. try, but I can't. So that if I had done what some art directors do in drawing the thing up or saying, we want the, this woman on the left here telling this person this. And uh, and over here, we want a coffee cup right there because that matters in the story. It's That's not storytelling. That's, right. uh, that's a cut and paste. Uh, and uh, it, it's also really frustrating. There's, there's just nothing to do but... Uh, be a risk for the art director. and um, But to give someone the rope to run with it, um, I mean, some people were just giddy that they had that runway. So uh, I, and that's what they do with children's books. You know, the, the art directors, I, I believe, have very little involvement in uh, how something's being portrayed the editor has major sway as they should because they're 
expert storytellers. They see it all the time and they're thinking of the, the mechanics of how things work. And um, like, well, why are you, this is just an example. Yeah. Why are you putting in, you know, this scene where it's in, it's already in the text. This is redundant. You know, is there another way to think about it? It's like, oh gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even see that. So uh, uh, being being open to what the editors have to say, I think is a really important part of every artist's growth because they just see things with different eyes. And as you know, that's, that's the best um, analysis you can get from anybody. And artists will point out, you know, art things, but editors are thinking storytelling. I am going to come back to this because we read Oak Leaf, which I'm holding it up. Oak Leaf is John Sanford's first author, illustrator book, right? This was your first uh, one? I said, I've no. done, a, um, I think, seven or eight. Before oh, before the, this oh, one. Okay. This was not yeah. your debut. Oh, my. Well, this is the one I met you at <laughs> <laughs> in your journey. And when you said right now that it would be redundant to put it in the words and then in... um. Oh my goodness. And then in the illustration again, it's just when you said it right now, I, I, because we read your book right before coming here, this one, and, I, and we are going to talk about your new book. The leaf is falling, and nowhere do you mention that this little girl is about to catch it. But it is the most important part of this book. But nowhere <laughs> yeah. in the words that I mentioned is just in the illustration. You're talking about what the leaf is doing, as fluttering is going around. But the illustration is telling you everything else, and it's exactly what you're saying right now. Yeah, it's it's it also works with uh, well. You're the viewer. You're the kid reading this thing, and uh, there's a lot of you know back and forth with uh, who they're reading it with with the parents, and a lot of questions. And uh, I I know you you know all that, and it's uh, it's an important uh, part of this machine of uh, read, reading the book. It's not just one person, it's it's more. And yeah. you wanna be involved. It takes three, right? The editor, the 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 illustrator and the reader to yeah. put the story together. I I <laughs> totally. Um, we do wanna talk about your, your beautiful book, um, Brindle Fox. I'm gonna pull it up here on the side. I wish I had it, but I don't have it yet. It's not out yet. Do you? This is uh, when they printed up a few samples for the marketing team, they sent me uh, that. So at least I have it dimensionally and I've had it, uh, uh, my wife has a, a little uh, book stand and it's in the kitchen. So every time I go uh, by, I look oh. at it and, um, and getting used to it in this form uh, because it was just, uh, you know, paint for so long right and, yeah. uh, uh, anyway there is a ton to ask you about this book first of all, i love the i love yeah. the title i love the way <laughs> you drew the title it's so it's it's beautiful uh, thank you it um they um they requested that and i i don't i don't uh i haven't done that very often and, oh. uh, Painting wood's kind of fun, though, and uh, oh yeah, uh, 
but uh, we went through several designs where um, involving the tree. One of them had a smaller tree with brindle fox as part of the tree going around. Oh, yeah. And, and I was. Uh, I could uh, see that pushing for that, but I think that in the end, this was this is a lot larger and more dynamic than the other, and the leaves um, made a silhouette that I wasn't really conscious of as I was doing it, and it's a lot stronger here on the cover, or I have forgotten, <laughs> you know, since I did it. So. Uh, well, for those listening, let, we'll just describe it really briefly. Yeah. It's um. So the, we said the book title named Brindle Fox, but the title is um, drawn as branches and wood and leaves. And it's, yeah, and it's really beautiful. And then Brindle Fox is the main character on the cover. And then he has a tree. Is, oh, it's a tree growing out of his back, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's the basically the story. It's really, it's it's very interesting. Hey, it happens, you know. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> what inspired your story? Well, um, at the very, I, I took a lot of things from growing up and some of the people in my family. And um, there's nothing literal here. It's just, uh, but there's, there's influence there. And I had made notes for, uh, I think, about a year just loose notes and uh, and finally sat down late on a Friday night and and thinking I, I've got to put down more so I had you know little yellow sticky notes and um, as I as I get an idea I'd start you know racking them up on the the arm of the couch and then another row <laughs> and then, and then thinking, okay, I, I really got to go to bed. So, but maybe before I do, I'll take these, you know, into the computer and they're just simple notes. So, so I'll write them up so that sometimes I can't read my own writing and it's better <laughs> on the computer. So I put those notes down and, you know, the, the, Funny thing was, this is the thing that surprised me most was that the way that I put them, transcribed the notes was also very simple. It didn't change a whole lot from what's in the book. Oh, wow. Like where, and now I, I understand where I get into trouble is when I get into thinking, uh, you know, flourishes and you know, becoming a writer, you know, and if I keep it simple and keep within myself, it's going to read, it's going to read better. And certainly this did, and it sounded in the end more like a fairy tale than if I sat down to formally write it, you know, as a fairy tale. Um, yeah. So it, I think it, it has a, a, a bit of a, a little bit raw, um, but also some things kind of like the, the redundant images, you don't have to say too much and, uh, keep, keeping it simple as, um, you know, think of, uh, think of the audience, think of the guy writing, you know, it's got to be, you know, very simple. 
it so. has it has a feel of a classic and we thought um we thought is it was a, folk a tale. retail of a folktale and then so we looked it up and we're like no it's not but it has a feel of a classic fairy tale but you have those little nuggets of your humor that, that i'm familiar with like for example when they cut the pie with a miter saw yeah completely <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> that was wonderful i'm glad you know what a miter saw is and that's that makes my day the the miter the miter saw that's shown in there uh-huh. is uh my was my father-in-law's oh. and it dates back well into pretty early in the last century uh he was an old time uh cabinet maker and oh. um and i i see this uh piece of metal as a, a beautiful piece of art uh so anyway that's I how that's how you incorporate right, right it. In. And, <laughs> yeah. and then you have it there in the illustrations with the be with the with the berries all dirty because they yeah. used it. So those yeah. details. And I I love the part also where he's where the fox is combing with a hedgehog. He's combing oh, yeah. his That's wonderful. Thank you. Little tongue in cheek uh humor bits and pieces or <laughs> I think that's what brings it a little bit has like a modern taste to it. Yeah. So it's a fairy tale, but it has the humor that that mm -hmm. I think we kind of appreciate nowadays. I also I love the the simplicity of the story, but um the also love that the main character, he even though he's gruff and he seems um like he I mean I don't want to give away too much of the story, but he doesn't he's not he doesn't want to let anyone in but the way to get to him was through his stomach which is <laughs> which is so fitting because I feel like that food is like usually the way to get to most people it's a great great door opener yeah and and then the, the bird is going like oh it's friendship because I like pie yeah, yeah he's just yeah. like yeah, I like pie it's like I'm a <laughs> simple me, guy I like bring pie. me pie I'll be your friend <laughs> so cute um, we, the illustrations are, are just breathtaking, but so are yeah. in every book that, that you have done and you work traditionally, right? It is our oil paints. Uh, in, that's right. Wow. And, it, uh, it's incredible. That's, I, I keep playing with surfaces, trying to get, um, you know, textures and different effects. And this was a real heavy watercolor paper that was colored from the beginning. I bought uh, there's a place in um, Indiana uh, outside of Lafayette that makes handmade paper. They're called Twin Rocker uh, Handmade Paper. And oh. if you go on there, it's a it's a website that should be updated because this looks like it's from the onset of the of the internet. And um, so it's kind of difficult to navigate, but they have some wonderful paper in different weights, all different weights and uh, textures and colors. And it's really fun. Um, so I, uh, that's oil paint on a kind of a buff or tan uh, color that they call, they call it Patriot. And um, it, uh, it really soaked up the oil too. Uh, um, I, I do coat the paper with a like a gel medium, okay. which is uh, it's matte, so it's porous, so everything binds together. And um, but still, 
it uh, it would it would dry and go matte, like kind of kind of dead. Uh, and uh, I'd have to uh, add a little bit of medium to make it not so dead flat. But uh, uh, anyway, it's uh, it's part of the you know the play of uh, your medium. You know whether it's on the computer or in real life, you you sink into these things and you know start fiddling and everybody does it. This is the shop talk we we're talking. Yes, about. I, I love that. And every every book, I mean, that's the fun of uh, you know trying to fit something to to the story. Hopefully, make something different because I I've done a a few things that are in the like in a technique that were the same and it wasn't fun the second time around you know um but uh but it's all in in what what we're trying to figure out in telling the story um in, in talking to friends they uh, who who aren't artists but they they talk about creativity and i and i said that well it seems to me that creativity is uh, solving problems and some of the most creative people i know uh are in you know whole different businesses like one guy's a lawyer and he's just amazing the answers he comes up with uh and uh you know, everybody in doing their job, there's a lot of creativity going on. And um, maybe it gets attached to the arts uh, because it's, you know, a different, something different than what they do. But, um, I'm constantly amazed at what people come up with. My, my daughter and son-in-law are both industrial designers. And they, okay. oh, the things that problems. they come up with are, it's a it's like watching a service the things that they can do that's incredible yeah that's solving problems i love that that what did i say that my the creativity is the mother of invention or something necessity is the mother of invention that's it okay. so you have to solve a problem and you figure it out yeah. <laughs> uh did so this technique was new for this book you decided to go with something completely new just for like, I need something different. Had you tried anything? What well, I guess my question would be, did you come up with this technique first or did you say, okay, now I'm going to illustrate the book. Let me see what I try. Well, you know, the first, the color piece that I sent along uh, with my pencil was actually in watercolor. Uh-huh. And um, I think it looks very similar, but I felt that I needed some opaques there. So I got prepared to take on gouache, which I I have very little experience with, and it's a very tricky thing. And uh, I, I lost some time in the project, and I thought, I cannot, I can't, uh, I need to go with something I can depend on. You know, I don't want to learn on the job as the time is getting like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I went to oil and uh, and I could depend on that. And uh, the the look of it, at least to me, uh, feels different in that 
it's it's done uh, more simply than I did, like say with oak leaf, um, so that there are more flat shapes, and I'd like to explore that more. Um, and in that way, it becomes more like gouache, let's say, um, the, the way people treat gouache. But with oils, I also had the opportunity to work on the edges, which uh, sometimes you just need a soft edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's, a, that's another, uh, another thing I like to, to fiddle with, whether it's giving distance or or how light hits something to have a soft edges. That's a, that's a handy thing. I am looking <clears throat> at what it is my favorite spread. And I, and it's my favorite spread when I saw it in pencils and it's still my favorite spread now that is in, um, in uh, fully finished. And it's when the berries are coming off the tree, they're coming yeah. towards the viewer. You have all these <clears throat> cool colors coming. It's like opposite. You have the cool colors coming to the front mm-hmm. and all the warm colors in the back. Is so rich with color and the reflective light with that that blue, it's gorgeous. <laughs> that, oh, thank you. Those berries are beautiful. It, it's about the most animated. Yes. Uh, things get and um, um, and it was one that that wasn't working. It just wasn't working until I put I punched up those berries in the foreground. Then it's then everything kind of snapped into shape, and because it was kind of weak before that, it really needs those berries. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're holding yeah. out beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The berries add so much depth to the and the, the reflective light on those berries. Uh, to me, uh, is what does it. That blue on the left. Thank you for noticing that. That's uh. uh you can get carried away with that yeah. stuff, but that was that was seemed like the place to use it, and um, uh, I was kind of anxious how this book would be printed because in in my mind it goes from like very subdued and even dark near the beginning, and then as the heron enters, light enters his life, and uh, at the end I. I'd like it to be, you know, really bright, like you've opened the window. Yes, and, it uh, comes through like that. Oh, yeah. good. You we can see that. it. We, we actually noticed that your first end paper is, is at yeah. night. It is kind of sad. And the, the final end paper is like either morning or sunset, but it is, the colors are just so so beautiful. Right. And beautiful. So happy. Yeah. Oh, good. good. Yes, it um, totally came through. Did you see the little figures in that that? In the end papers, look no. Let me what? see what little end. Okay, now I gotta find them. I don't because know. Because you have a lot of hidden uh, things yeah. in here. We were looking in the briar and the in the leaves. I'm like, wait, there's a bird there. There's a, and it is <laughs> yeah. painted in a way that you don't see it on the first pass, but you see it on the second one, and you see. It. So this is that read many times type of book. Yeah, oh, there's good, a lot good. of hidden hidden nuggets. Now I gotta see <laughs> that. I'm gonna look for that. I don't see any characters in that on that f- and. Okay, I, the, I, I, John, I can uh, see your brush strokes on that. It's just yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> the, there's two. Like, I do see it. Okay. Are they by the river? 
Yes. Uh, sitting on the, oh, the riverbank. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I now I gotta go look at the first sentence. When papers. I got to the end of the book, uh, and the last line made, totally made me cry. I'm crying again. See, oh. I cry easily. Sorry. <laughs> it's so sweet. Um, but it's so fitting. Um, do you mind if I read the last line? Because oh, it's so please. sweet. Um, <laughs> to have a friend, one must be a friend. A full stomach helps, and a full heart helps more. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for reading that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful book. It's lovely. Bring the Fox is a Thanks. beautiful book. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go back to Shop Talk just because you yeah. mentioned something that when you thought, um, this is what you have. You have this oil painting in front of you and you want the colors to come through. So what was the process? Did you scan your own uh, your own paintings or you sent the originals to be scanned? I scanned them. And it was, uh, I, I have a scanner from uh, uh, Cricket Media. Like they closed their offices mm -hmm. and... Um, uh, nobody had uh, claimed the scanner, and it's uh, one of those large format Epsons, and um, that has uh, that's that's been pretty good. Um, I'm I'm hoping to um, uh, photograph things to, uh, to to pick up even more of the texture in the future, and um, I think uh, well we'll see how that goes. What size are your originals? I, I don't know if you said that. Also, I love your copyright information. I don't know if you did the, you wrote that, but it, the, I've never seen it done that way. And I love it the way it's, the way you wrote about the book and your materials used. In How many napkins? I like to, I like to have, uh, to ask for acknowledgements to, to, um, to thank people. And uh, it's everybody from my eye doctor to, oh. to Francis, and uh, um, no. um, and and then I I included I included all these notes that the editor who wrote the, all this um, uh, could use, in, including the the stuff with the um, the paper towels and uh, all that. Because I'd get done with a with something and need a fresh paper towel, and I just uh, put put these old ones in a stack, and you know they don't look too bad themselves as you know weird little brushstrokey uh, things, all the colors together. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, let's see. What I'm sorry to ask this, but the original question as oh, yeah, oh the size of the original. Oh, I asked, yeah, what was your original art size? I believe they were uh, 22 inch wide, uh, and I would take it out within. Um, let's see, I take the image with a quarter inch bleed, and put it out to be uh, about. Uh, let me see. I think it was within a quarter inch or a half an inch of each edge, and I had plenty of room top and bottom on those. Um, and the way that I did it was to um, take the pencils that I did, that I sent for the original presentation, and uh, 
they were in Photoshop, so I could uh, blow them up. And I, I actually took the paper, this colored heavyweight watercolor paper, and fed it through the printer. Oh, oh it went through. Um, oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's a Canon um, 1000. It's 17 inches wide. So it, it took the paper easy. And I and I printed the um, the the images like uh, screen back so that they were just very light, like a light pencil line uh, when they printed up. But they had the hash marks and everything from the um, uh, from the layout, so that they were I I could uh, depend on those being precise. Uh, and if I for years, uh, Francis would trace down my pencils full size and oh, really oh get goodness. the detail right. She's had, uh, you know, hand problems and it's a very hard on her or, or anyone to, mm. to do this. And um, I've, I've, uh, I've tried to, uh, uh, you know, paying people to do it and they couldn't, they couldn't do half of half as well as Francis did. So there's not anyway, enough pie. There's not enough pie to oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have to keep our hands in good shape for pie. Yeah. <laughs> That's because your illustrations are so intricate. I cannot imagine well what what ends up being actual your line of pencil and then what you just put on top as pay as paint and it's just like okay, you know, lose. I I would definitely lose my line. <laughs> I couldn't That's it, yeah. That, that can't be a problem with something. Uh, uh, but for me, it's like architectural things get wobbly and uh, I'm constantly needing to correct. There is something I had to say about, and, that, and this is something I, I see often, like architectural, you know, when they're so rigid, they come across as like they're missing heart. Your architecture, I'm looking at the at the original house, it stands, the structure is beautiful, but it still has a softness and the wobbly, you know, you that I, I'm sometimes I'm like, okay, make sure that some heart comes through. I mean, we this is not an <laughs> this doesn't have to be so technical that it becomes cold. So I love our, that ability to be able to do architecture without losing the 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 feeling in, in this house. You see it and there's there's feeling in that house instead of just <laughs> would. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, so that's I love the go away sign. I love the sign. The go away sign is wonderful. <laughs> it, uh, I think we all feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I I know that that are you all traditional or have you embraced a little bit of digital other than scanning um in your, in your technique? Oh, um, I I leave the door open depending on what the story is, and um, like like say for Brindle Fox, I, I really wanted it to be you know as old school as I could. And um, another book I did another technique um, that was uh, pretty pretty different, um, but. You know, depending on the story, it, it may demand computer. And uh, I did uh, one book as a like a woodcut or an engraving. It was it was black and white, 
Um, and uh, what I was trying to do was um, like the early 19th or uh, the early uh, 20th century, like going back to like 1910, there was a, a movement, the craftsman movement, and they they made books that that were designed like they would design the type and the shape of the type on the on the page, and um, but then their their printing mechanisms were pretty you know not like we have today. So there'd be a lot of black and white or two color things, and uh, that was my inspiration for this book that was about a. Um, the, the terrible hodag, the mythical animal in northern Wisconsin that had the tail of an alligator, the, the head of an ox, and the, the body of a bear. And, um, and I did it as a, like, basically a scratch board, you know, you remember the scratch board uh, things we did in school, except in Photoshop, if you, if you scratch a line, uh, and it's it isn't any good. You just you know yeah. uh, <laughs> command Z, command Z until you get it right. Yeah. If you did that in real life uh, on Scratchboard, you would be down to paper, you know, and hitting pulp. Yeah. And um, it's you know the Photoshop is endlessly uh, you know, correcting. Yeah. Uh, so that was using the brush that goes thin and thick in uh, Photoshop and um, so I I love doing that but it that hurt my eyes too I what I should have done was dim down the black so mm. it would be so I I'd get really uh, I'd lose my focus yeah uh, quicker and quicker every day but I I love I love digital and the uh, the prospects are enormous and um, uh, you know that's a uh, more more fun and more tools for, for this uh, this party. <laughs> more tools, I like that. Yeah, like a lot of people think, oh, digital is easier. It's this, it's just a tool. <laughs> you cannot draw with a pencil. You can't draw with a computer, or you can't draw. You know, it's just it's just a, a tool. But uh, I'm I'm looking at uh, uh, I every time I see someone do a traditional, I miss doing traditional, but I could not possibly imagine being able to do it now. I don't have the patience for it. Oh. And that undo, which is fast. But I do have to say, it has eaten my eyes. Oh. Uh these past I've been do doing the iPad. I met since I met you, that I had just gotten my iPad then. Uh-huh. Um, and my eyes have gotten so bad. Because I'm constantly, I'm putting eight hours on this thing. And, and I'm like, I got to shut, you know, like, I there's a huge cost to using digital that yeah. I've noticed. Well, I, I haven't heard anyone else uh, uh, say that before. And I, I just thought it was my, you know, you know, when you tear up from uh, just staring at it too much. And I know you're supposed to get up and walk away, but, you know. But you who does that? complete this thing <laughs> yeah who does that of course they tell you you're supposed to look away like in the distance for you know every 20 minutes but in reality who does that unless you put a timer because once you get into it yeah. i'm assuming that once you're painting someone has to come and tap you on the shoulder and go hey john it's been like eight hours <laughs> or something 
There's pie in the kitchen. Come on. <laughs> that would do it. But it has to, right? Once you get into it, it's just, I, I, we artists, we get transported into another world and it's just, it's a fun world to live in. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a good place to be in. Um, I want to ask you the, the the question that I ask everyone. Um, this is my my favorite question when we get to the, this part of the podcast that is just like, what advice would you give someone starting out or what what do you wish somebody would have told you when you were starting out? Well, I I have to. I'm sorry. Everything has a story, you know. Oh no, please! I love stories. Don't apologize. Yeah. I I had done uh, a handful of books, maybe I think. uh, Well, I forget what it was at that time, but um, but I I told an editor that you know, or that I I have some ideas, and she said, "Okay, well, show them to me." And uh, and by chance that summer there was a SCBWI um, meeting at uh, Loyola University in Chicago that I attended, and the editor was there, and one of her uh, author illustrators uh, from Wisconsin, and I'll I'll remember her name in just a, a second, but um, uh, but the editor's asking me questions about the thing, and I'm you know, describing what's going on and what I need to do. And uh, and I I believe, you know, looking at it now that I was dithering, you know, I was. You know. And uh, the, uh, the author illustrator said, like, this is when smoking was more uh, acceptable. She took a long drag on her cigarette and she said, John, just do it. Just do it. This is, you know, years before Nike used that. And yeah. it's like, it, it really what it was was a good, um, a good uh, slap that I needed. And it's like, yeah, I can, you know, you can dither over things all you want. You can, you can, you know, it's, it's not right. It's not right. But like for a story, uh, an editor needs to do their thing. So it doesn't have to be perfect. They will correct the language. They will help you with ideas. Um, that's that's a really, I, I can't emphasize how much uh, an editor brings to the party. It's not just correcting language and spelling. It's, it's about the idea and really making something a book. But if there's potential there, you know, they want it to happen too. And if you get uh, significant feedback from them, it's good to listen. And uh, I think that that's a really big thing. For, for people just starting out, um, and I know it's, it's, uh, it's always a difficult or hard or impossible to listen to, but it's, you can make mistakes, make mistakes. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of mistakes that you can make uh, as you approach things. But you, the thing is, that's, that's how you really learn is um, if, if someone points it out, or if you realize it yourself, you have to have the, the strength 
to uh, to fix it too. Um, and it's best if you if you can take a fresh hard look at at something and see what isn't working, um, because uh, then then you then you've got to uh, have a little session with yourself. Uh, you know, I've already put in so much time. I, I think I'll leave it. Or, you know, I better do it now. I better fix it now before I get too much further. And um, I think what that does is it makes it easier to make a change the next time. And there's going to be a lot of changes. And yeah. everybody makes changes and everybody makes mistakes. So it's uh, that's just part of the process. And uh, that's, it's not fun, but it's part of it. <laughs> so just do it. Take a chance. Yeah, yeah. Don't just yeah, leave it. Was... And be willing to make mistakes and fix them. Yeah, yeah. I like that. that. That's the toughest nice. part. And it's, it, <laughs> you know, when you're doing a drawing, you're thinking it's going okay. And you realize, well, this happens quite a bit. Like if, if I'm drawing on the couch with a with something in my lap, really the thing is at an angle. Yeah. And so I'm drawing, it looks pretty good, you know, but wait a minute. It's all <laughs> it's all wonky. So uh it's time to start over. Oh, I I think sometimes, at least for me, this is like when I draw something and it didn't quite come out right. I it, I used to have this little head that I have been able to finally squish and squash and say just be quiet and and, and keep try again. It was like I won't be able to draw it better than this. Like this is as good as it gets. Yeah. So I don't want to fix it because if I erase this, I might not be able to get it even as to the point that I had it now. There's that fear of not being able to do to do better. But yeah, even with the editing of of books, I have noticed that. Oh gosh, it can be better. There are more ideas in there. Just keep digging, and there is more. <laughs> and, and every editor brings a different viewpoint, a different way of communicating. Uh, I, I remember in one in the conference where I met you, you you said you have to give something for the editor to do. Like they have to do <laughs> something. So it's okay. Just do it. Just get it done. Get your ideas out there. Yeah, I just I just flashed on the name of the illustrator. If you ever run across her work, that's Lorna Balian. And that's B A L I E N. Uh and uh she did uh really neat little books. Uh that um uh, then I need to go look for. I only got a couple. We looked at all your books. My gosh, John, do you have so many? <laughs> yeah. A few of them are out of print. A few are still, quite a few are still in print. And we noticed your style changed through the years. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I I hope everyone look up John Sanford. You have to look up John Sanford Illustrator because there's some John Sanford uh, author. <laughs> but also your website 
is doesn't say John Sanford is oh, sanfordarchive.com. Yes, that really got me confused. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I found you better through uh, easier through Instagram and then on Instagram you're Mr. Sanford, I think. Oh yeah. Yes. And then then I found your website, but we'll include your website link in the show right. notes also, yes. of course, and the book uh and Oh, thank you. Yeah. John, when does your book come out? August 22nd. Almost right before my birthday. I'm going to buy myself a book for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Almost August 22nd, uh, Brindle Fox by John Sanford. <laughs> it's it. like a modern day fairy tale, I think. Oh, that's Great. a good way of putting it. Modern day fairy tale. Thank you. That's yeah, uh... lovely. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I'm going to uh, finish this by saying because of the message of your book. Make friends. Don't let a tree grow on your back. <laughs> Make friends because this is what you need in this industry. It, it only takes 15 seconds. It only takes yeah. 15 seconds. <laughs> that is so true. 15 seconds to say hello to someone and you never know yeah. what comes out of that, that moment. So, well, thank you, Sunny, and thank you, Olga. Thank you was, so much for thank you this morning. This was lovely. I love talking shop with you. I really oh, do. <laughs> any old time. That's uh, I, that, that's uh, you know, I I learn as much as anybody, and uh, you know, seeing everybody on their iPads, it's you know, I'm oh, I I don't know, <laughs> I, I I'm. You know, Photoshop is is great, but seeing what people are doing in uh, Procreate, that's, that's Procreate, pretty cool. Procreate, a $10, a $10 yeah. uh, program. It's just like, how? That's a gift. That's wow. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> this is, have you, do you plan to jump into the iPad and give it a try? Um, you know, I, uh, I would love to. I, I, my computer that I'm, viewing here is uh 11 years old and i have an order in uh to pick up uh one of the new um macs just because i'd have to um stop three or four times a day when ram ran out oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh luckily uh photoshop is better at saving uh you know when things crash it saves it and uh it used to be that was it yeah uh, it's yeah. pretty good now that's uh, pretty good you got 11 years out of it yeah <laughs> uh, but I, I think i'll i'll have a lot more um that i can do on uh, on the new maps and uh, i look forward to that and that'll that'll be a bit of a party but i'd love to see what um what i could do in procreate on uh, on the ipad that's that's yeah. that's pretty wild stuff it is insane. i call it the magical box i just it was it's incredible just to be able to go out in front of a tree out in the park and sit there and actually paint like you would you know with your sketches with with a sketchbook or something but now you can have a digital one is saved and you can do all these kinds of neat and, things to it and you can zoom in so you can make you know oh, that's yes. the nice part oh. about 
you can make eyes. these things <laughs> which i don't yeah I, I feel like it's we, we it shouldn't be hurting our eyes because we're able to enlarge the image so much and work at third pair of glasses in the last two years so something's yeah. going on <laughs> just i think it's just because you're so you're spending such large chunks of time on yeah, it without taking take breaks. breaks well uh now did i see penguins that you did that's sunny I mean, should i, see I did some penguins. some penguins for summer folio yeah that was beautiful <laughs> oh, yes. i love those colors <laughs> right her colors are really cute on that one it's just that yeah. it, it just happened it's like like i love to see the progression and she just <laughs> like i'm gonna say this it's a sunny used to be very shy with color very afraid of it and now to see her jump in and actually like try play with them i'm like oh yeah it's fun I'm trying to be more colorful it's hard that, that's great all, all that influence is, is yeah. really something so yeah. Thanks yeah, so this is why we're doing so. No, because I and I learned it from someone else, and someone else. That's what this is all about. It's a whole community, but it just makes me happy to see the colors there. Um, yeah, we're running summer foil folio, and it's just like because how hard is it to work on a portfolio when you're starting from scratch and it's like it's a piece of paper, and you're like, well, what do I even draw? Yeah. So I I put some prompts there, like with specific parameters, but still very open. So at least it gives an idea of what to draw and what to put in a piece of paper just to get started. And so that's what what that the penguins were for. I think it, the first prompt was, and that's when the pirates. Well, it's for pirates, had, yeah. <laughs> but I chose penguins because I knew I had no winter pieces in my portfolio. And I was like, okay, well, I know the pirates are going to be in a winter scene. <laughs> but it's great. It gave me that jumping off point and I can just steer it into whatever direction I know my portfolio needs. And so it's been, yeah, it's been really helpful. And John, oh, wow. we noticed you have a lot of foxes. Yes. You know, it's, a lot it, of your work. Lately it has been, it used yeah. to be that, um, like if I went back, that used to be a lot of bears. Oh, we okay. noticed, we did okay, notice, yeah. we picked out yeah. on that as well. And every bear that you see, is me oh. that's that's my representation uh and the the only one you see in brindle fox he's he's mostly annoyed uh, <laughs> but the other ones are kind of glumping and uh they seem foolish and uh and it, it's a great you know i can i can turn to that one and uh, uh that one uh fits pretty good so uh but the fox um uh, uh th those are you know the whole fox movement has come up in the last 10 years it seems there's a a lot of fox books and um there's yeah. even on instagram there's real fox footage and you know people have foxes for pets and uh they're, they're yeah. really funny and uh I, I love seeing all that and uh I, I hope I uh, I hope there's uh, other critters uh, out there that I can make heroes. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I when we saw your book with the, I made two connections. I said it reminds me of the rough patch, which is a fox going uh -huh. to grief. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. But then in your colors, I can't pronounce this name, so Sunny will help me out. It's lint. Um, the way oh, that you color 
Knight. David, David Litchfield? Yes. I might, I might be saying his name wrong, too. That sounds right. That sounds right. But he colors light with so much vibrance that I picked that up in your book, too. I was like, man, his light is so bright and you can touch it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So, yes, yeah, so I see Fox. for David uh, Litchfield, right? Yeah. Yeah. L-I-T-C-H and then field. Yeah, if you look him up, you'll probably notice that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm seeing like your the way you handle color and light. It's, it's, yeah, it's very similar. It's, it's just bright and beautiful, and it's like it dances on the page. <laughs> that helps tell the story right. too. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Wow, yeah. I think we are good. Uh, I that was a, a really nice <laughs> conversation, John. I am. And mainly to see you again is so lovely because I think it was the last time was at that library in the little tiny oh. laptop that someone had there. Well, and uh, you used to have the um, uh, the group together. Yes. And, um, I, I hope they're doing well. And uh, they're doing well. We I had to leave. Sunny was part of it too because yeah. it was just taking up every Saturday evening from our, and, and like I have my two kids are graduating, like one graduated that's going to college, the other one's graduating this year. Wow. And it was so much driving around and it was taking so much time away from family time. So I was like, yeah. I can't take every Saturday yeah. evening to do it and to do this. Saturdays plus, are hard. Yeah. Plus the book and then Illo Chad grew and, and one thing yeah. started to pile up. So I had to make some, some choices with my time and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave the group. But I, uh, I, yeah, and I do miss it. I have to say, I do miss having a critique group to hang out with yeah. and talk shop. Um, yeah, good Sunny and I get to talk every day. We meet, but, yeah, we meet and talk, but it's not the same when it's just two of us. I mean, it's still fun, but so thank you so much for this this shop talk today. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, <laughs> thank so you, John. Time. Have a great. wonderful day. It's really lovely seeing you. Great Good to you. see you both. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. You can find Sunny's work at sunnyduran.com and you can follow her on Instagram at sunnyduranillustration. You can find Olga's work at olgachildrensillustrator.com and you can follow her on Instagram at olgachildrensillustrator. Elochat is also on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, you can write to us at elochitchat at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, leave us a review, share it, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>